1: Hello, and welcome to Punching Out. I'm Abby, and I'm here today with Nadia. Hi. And Karen. Hello. This is the second of a two-episode s- series. It's here. a two-parter. A two-parter, exactly. Two-parter. Last mm-hmm. week, we were talking about healthcare, and especially employer-sponsored healthcare, and the effects especially on women workers. It was a very gloomy uh, ending in the last episode. Yeah. Um, But we talked the, about... The sort of more hopeful tone that we would take in this episode. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> um, and that is a possible solution. Mm-hmm. So, Karen. Can you talk to us a little yes. bit about that? Yes.
2: So, um, there's a lot that can be said about the healthcare system. Um, we had half an hour last time. We have a half an hour this time, and we're still not going to be able to cover all of it. Right. Um, but we did talk about so, the reason we talked about employer sponsored healthcare, uh, health insurance last week is because that's supposed to be like the best that you can do in the US society for health mm-hmm. insurance coverage. And it we're all going broke. Uh, those of us who have it, and it's it presents all kinds of problems with your employer sort of saying what can be covered and what can't. Um, and it's expensive and you get we didn't actually talk about this last week, but you're limited who you can see. You have to stay in right. network. Um, and that's the best we can do, and it's not good enough, right? It's not good enough. So, we're back here today, and since we're in Rochester, New York, mm-hmm. we are going to talk about um, the New York Health Act, which is a piece of legislation that is that um, has been passed by the New York State Assembly three years in a row, is one state senator shy of having a majority of Senate support in the New York State Senate um, that promises a single-payer universal health care for all New
3: Yorkers. So that's Sounds promising. pretty good. Right? Gives me hope. It fills me with hope.
2: Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to do my best mm-hmm. to answer questions about the New York Health Act. What do you want to know?
3: Ah. Okay. Well, I guess just just to start off, maybe like a really broad overview of what, like what exactly you mean by it single-payer and universal for people that that don't know
2: okay so we have a lot of insurance companies in New York State health insurance companies uh, I don't know how many um, there are a lot in New York there are a lot nationally in New York State no more insurance companies Beautiful. so the New York State government would be the single-payer um, for the health care that New Yorkers receive and they really would be acting in the role of an insurance company. The doctors and hospitals and nurses and workers would not be working for the New York state government. Mm-hmm. It's not nationalized or statalized mm-hmm. healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's called single payer because you no longer have multiple payers um, in the system. But let's cut to the chase. Yeah. Absolute full coverage for everything. No co-pays. No premiums, no deductibles, no coinsurance. Any doctor you want to see who is willing to see you. Uh, so no in-network, out-of-network. Everybody's in-network, everybody. You can go to whatever doctor you want to go to. It doesn't matter which health system it is, anybody that will take you as a patient. Um, when I say everything's covered, this is uh, if you go to the hospital, mm-hmm. if you go to the emergency room. If you go to your doctor for preventive care, if you go to your doctor because you stubbed your toe, um, if you need your flu shot, mental health care, completely covered. Wow. wow. Um, long, this is actually, so it would cover everybody. So for, the, for, for people who are 65 and older, it would replace Medicare mm-hmm. better than Medicare. Wow. So you, long-term care. Uh, the bill specifies that within two years' time, there has to be a plan for single-payer long-term care. Wow. Um, eyeglasses, dental, what, prescription drugs. What oh. am I forgetting?
1: It, it, it's, this is too good to be true.
2: It's not too good to be true.
3: <laughs> how, 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 who's going to pay for all this?
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, there are a number of ways in which the system saves money so that everybody can be covered for everything. It would be funded mm-hmm. by progressive taxation. Um, and what that means is poor people pay less, rich people pay more. I'm just, I'm good with that, actually. Um, <laughs> it's actually, so as a person, mm-hmm. you would have health care coverage from the day that you're born. Yeah no co-pays, no deductibles, no. Right. Uh, I mean, Google campaign for New York health, or you can Google New York health act. Mm -hmm. Um, and you'll find the website that lets you calculate your own savings based on what you pay now and what you would pay under the bill. But I'm telling you like, unless you earn over $250,000 a year, you're saving money. Wow. So
1: it sounds like it's, I mean, it's so, so good. Um, but why hasn't it happened yet? And who's against it?
2: Okay, so okay, <laughs> who, who who thinks this is a bad idea? <laughs> okay, so this I, I know ver- the answer. <laughs> <but> okay, <yeah. laughs> a, so a version of this, the, I started on this in mm. 1992, which is the first time the New York State Assembly passed a single payer health care bill by the same sponsor, uh, Gottfried. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I've been watching this carefully for a long time. Yeah. It's really, it takes the profit out. I'm sorry, it takes the profit out of healthcare. It, that doesn't mean that you don't get a salary anymore. There's right. enough money in the healthcare system actually to cover everybody for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is that we're subsidizing profits right. and insurance companies who are coming between you and your doctor and your care for no reason other than to be in it for profit. Um, there are a lot of savings. Because New York State, by covering everybody, would represent a consumer block that could negotiate drug prices with pharmaceutical companies. So there's a lot of savings to the system yeah. right there. Um, I, people may know that for Medicare federally, th- there's a law against negotiating the prices with, with pharmaceutical companies. Um, that makes me angry. Yeah, obviously. These are the same pharmaceutical companies that negotiate drug prices in every other country in the world. Like we're the only dupes <laughs> right. that will allow a drug company to raise the drug price five thousand percent. Mm. So I mean, and the, the huge increases in the price of insulin lately. Anyway, I'm a, I'm a, I'm digressing on a farm. Pharma- so the pharmacy. Industry yeah. will not be happy if uh-huh. we're able to do this in New York State. Obviously, this is a national conversation. There are right. single-payer proposals, um, universal coverage proposals federally. Um, California is moving forward with a bill um, as best they can. Everybody's looking, who's going to be first? Yeah. I would like New York State to be first.
3: Me too. Just Yeah, do, let's, let's do it. <laughs> so there's
2: some other savings in the system that gets a little bit wonky. But um, so right now... There's a rule for New York State, which I don't think any other state has, mm-hmm. um, where county property taxes, a portion of those go toward funding Medicaid. Since New York Health Act replaces Medicaid, counties could stop charging those property taxes immediately in the first wow. year of if this became law. And um, Nadia, you have some numbers in your hand about how much money the local counties are paying toward Medicaid and
3: what they would save on their um, taxes, property taxes. So I do have some numbers. So in Monroe County, 56% of the property taxes collected go towards helping to pay for Medicaid in the state. Mm -hmm. That's $176 million. Wow. Uh, in surrounding counties, it's it's you know there's very similar numbers in Livingston County. It's 44.8 percent, and that's 11 million dollars. In yeah. Wayne County, 38.4 percent, 14 million dollars. So Monroe County is the most dense populous, yeah. so the number is right. bigger. What right. about
2: um, did you do Livingston County?
3: I did, what? and then Sorry. we we have Ontario County. Mm-hmm. A little bit lower at twenty nine point six percent, only fifteen point seven million dollars, <laughs> and uh, Genesee County is thirty four percent at uh, nine point one million dollars. Yeah, and that, that that that's money that we could save, is what you're saying. Yes. Uh, with this plan. That's in money the first year. In the first year.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't know if those governments are going to collect it and spend it on something else. Yeah. I right. mean, but we got to pay attention. That's right. We right. always have to exactly. pay attention. Sure. Sure. Exactly. So I, I, I get excited about single payer because there's actually a business case for it. Yeah. And- all of those top, all of sort of the Republican talking points about property taxes and how we have to cut services because we have to lower property taxes. So um, th- those get addressed with the New York Health Act. Yeah. So regular people would be spending less. um They'd be taxed. It's a tax. It's mm-hmm. a new tax. It's a new tax, people. Yeah. But guess what? You're not paying premiums, deductibles, right. co pays. You're not going to have healthcare debt from being hospitalized or having cancer that makes you sell your house to pay your debt, right? We have like 60% of bankruptcies in the United States right now are related to healthcare debt. None of that. Yeah. Gone. Wow. Gone. And businesses will pay less. Into the system than they currently pay. Yeah. Um, right now, even just the management of the system, right now, New York employers spend over two billion dollars annually to do open enrollment. So, well. <laughs> like, <laughs> to administer healthcare right. and to decide which policies they're going to provide to their employees, and all of that administration work that they right. have to do, gone. Wow! And that alone is two billion dollars. Then they're not paying the insurance companies; they're paying into the single-payer system based right. on a payroll tax. Um, back in 1992, when mm-hmm. I first worked on this, I did some. I was tasked in my job yeah. um, on Long Island to do some research to send surveys mm-hmm. to school districts and towns on Long Island. Asking them, tell us what you pay to cover your employees for insurance right now, mm-hmm. health insurance. Tell here, here's the calculation for what was the precursor to the New York Health Act, and tell and do the calculation for the federal bill, which at the time was the Russo bill. And so, some people did it. Back then, people weren't already tired of doing surveys, <laughs> and they just sent it back to me. Um, large school district on Long Island in 92, Mm -hmm. before the biggest increases in health costs, um, would save like millions of dollars a year. That is also property tax savings because property taxes fund schools. In New York State, Mm -hmm. so what we didn't even calculate was the savings to workers' comp. I know I'm completely wonking out right now. (laughs) I get excited talking about workers' comp. A a big part of the cost of workers' comp is litigating who's going to pay for the health care for an injured worker. So with single payer, they're just going to go to the doctor, and you don't have to fill out a form that says, "Were you injured on the job for this?" Because you're just going to you deserve health care. You deserve to have your problems taken care of. Um, you would still have a workers' comp system because you would litigate people who are going to lose their wages for the rest of their life because they lost their legs or something, right, in a workplace accident. Sure. But sure. their health care is already paid for, and you don't have to litigate and argue for right. years. I've been through workers' comp myself. Yes. Yeah, so um, it yeah. took six years to resolve Some my case. It's not a fun or streamlined so it process, is not, right? It is not. So here's
1: a question about that. Um, and I think, I know that this has, is maybe a common question. What happens to the people whose job is to litigate the workers, co- you know, who work in oh, the so insurance insu- companies? health insurance, the, yeah.
2: people working in the insurance industry. So I had, yeah. like, at one point I had, like, eight answers to this question, yeah. <laughs> but I don't remember them all now, but I will say this. Uh, if you're laid off from an insurance company because New York State goes with the New York Health Act, mm-hmm. you will be one of the first people laid off... In America, who has guaranteed health coverage huh. for free? Yeah, because this is pro- this is progressive tax. If you don't have an income, you don't pay. Right. Right. So right. no eight hundred dollar Cobra payment to yeah. keep it for one month to keep your health insurance for a month. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. That's not all. Uh, the New York Health Act does have job placement and uh, recovery uh, money in it to help oh, okay. people get right. Yeah. So, but. Really, the people who are going to be, so we're going to still need people to administer the new system, people with experience. Um, And there are also a number of people working in those insurance companies and claims departments who are nurses, Mm -hmm. uh, doctors, um, who probably got into the profession initially to give care. And we're going to need a lot more primary care people giving care because mm-hmm. suddenly we'll have an influx of people who qualify, who can go to right. the doctor. Yeah, there's no more barriers. There's,
3: there's no reason for people not to go yeah. and, and, and get what they need. Right. And so
2: and actually the business case, mm-hmm. the, the, the friendliness to business for single payer, I think, is going to mean that the state that does it first is going to have an influx of jobs mm-hmm. because it's going to be cheaper to do business there and they won't have the headache of $2 billion of administering yeah, employee health insurance every year and doing open enrollment. So it's actually could stimulate business. Mm-hmm. The people we talked about, I think we talked about last week, um, You know, people keep their jobs because they have to keep their health insurance. Right. People wouldn't have to stay in jobs just to have health insurance. If a mom or dad wanted to stay home with their kids and have one parent in the household working, This is a lot more possible if you're not paying an arm and a leg and your soul for health insurance.
3: Right. Yeah. Uh, So we got to take a break real quick, I think. And uh, when we come back, I think I want to talk about some uh, common misconceptions about universal health care and the New York Health Act specifically.
0: You're listening to Punching Out on W-A-Y-O-L-P Rochester. If you enjoy our show, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Punching Out Wayo. If you want to contact us, share your story, or just complain to us, we are there at PunchingOutWayo at gmail.com. Back to the show.
1: Welcome back, everybody. So before we talk about myths about single payer or New York Health Act, Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to talk about how people who are on employer-sponsored health insurance will be affected by these changes because we talked about that last
2: week. Okay, yeah. So So what changes? It's pretty simple. Mm -hmm. You're covered for everything. Mm -hmm. It doesn't cost you anything at at point of care. No premiums, no deductibles, no co-pays, no Mm health care debt ever, and everything's covered. So, uh, but I can be a little bit more specific because we did say this is uh, progressive taxation. Mm -hmm. So it's not that you're paying nothing. So I don't want, you know, comments online of people saying, you guys just want something for nothing. That's not what this is. Um, But I do have some specific um, what it would cost at different income levels. So for employed people who Mm -hmm. get employer-sponsored care, Um, If you earn less than $25,000 a year, you don't pay anything. But again, the business case, employers, your employer doesn't pay anything either. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is significant for small business owners. Okay, so small business owners, listen up. Um, Currently, if you are providing insurance um, as an employer you are probably paying $13,298 on average per year to cover that employee. Mm -hmm. So you go to zero. Um, The employee today with family coverage is probably paying about $6,500 a year for their insurance, and that becomes zero. At $25,000 a year, if you earn 25000 a year. Okay. I won't do the number for everything. Yeah. But oh,
3: just, just real quick, I just yeah. want to point, point that out. So you're saying that a person that makes $25,000 a year pay, spends 25% of their income on health care coverage currently? If they even have it, yes. If they even have it. Okay.
2: If family, that's family coverage. Family coverage. Okay. Yep. Still? Yeah. For individual coverage, the average is about $5,000.
3: Okay. Still an insane amount of money. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, So let's, I don't know what our listeners make. Um, (laughs) If you um, have an annual income around $50,000, you will probably pay about $450 a year. If you earn $100,000 a year, um, you'll probably pay about $1,600 a year. And that's whether you've got an individual plan or a family plan, people. Wow. Okay. Okay. if you earn $200,000 a year, God bless you for listening to Punching Out. <laughs> <laughs> you're not our typical audience. Um, you would pay about $4,400 a year. If you earn more than $400,000 a year, I don't mind that you're going to pay 10000 for your health insurance through this bill. And then also, you're, don't forget, you're saving on your property taxes if True. you're a homeowner. yeah. This is why it spurs the economy. I mean, really, this is why it's attractive. And suddenly people are happy and healthy. And they can make decisions in their lives for the best of their family. Um, They can leave jobs that are miserable, that they're only in to to keep their health insurance. And you don't know more bankruptcies. No more health care bankruptcies. That's huge.
1: That's really huge. So shall we get to some myths, Nadia? No, what do you
3: got? Criticisms, sure. myths? I, 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 I've heard that the growing aging population in the country is is going to bankrupt the system.
2: Yeah. Okay, no, there's enough money in the system currently mm-hmm. that can be redirected to something like the New York Health Act, single payer, mm-hmm. um, to pay for everything. I mean, this is not... I Listen, if I'm wrong... Would you pay an extra hundred from those numbers I just gave you? If I'm wrong and you just needed to kick in an extra hundred dollars, I mean, we could do this. We we can afford this. We can do it.
3: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's clear. (laughs) It's clearly affordable, and it's. I mean, even even twice as much as the numbers is what you're saying is still way less than what we're doing now.
2: Yeah. I mean, there was a there was a, a. study done on the New York health act, because this is a hot topic, um, including nationally. And there are a lot of vested interests on all sides. And, um, it was an independent report that found a net savings of $45 billion, which is why there there's enough money in the system. We've been schooled in 30 years of frugality and scarcity. And it's a false, it's a false narrative of scarcity in this country. Right. right. There's enough to go around. Yeah. Well, here's a myth that I have heard. Or I, I,
1: actually, I shouldn't introduce you, it as you, a myth, right? I've heard this. <laughs> Apparently, is this it's you going believe? to be a myth. I believe um, this thing. <laughs> Single payer is fundamentally anti American because America oh. is a capitalist and individualistic society. Okay. What do you say
2: about that? So (laughs) I will quote Alfred, who is one of the Punching Out Collective hosts on other episodes. Mm -hmm. Leave a baby alone for three days and come back and tell me we're an individualistic society. It doesn't work. It, It doesn't work. Parents don't present their children at 18 years old with a bill for all of the costs of having cared for them for 18 years. Right. Right. Um, we already take care of each other mm-hmm. and we're already, already paying for all of the insurance and that's in the system already, right? Because right. we talked about last week that we're even paying, paying, we're even all contributing to the ability of employers to provide employer-paid plans. Right,
1: even in the system that seems to be the most so-called individualistic, yeah. capitalistic system, we're already yeah. paying for and,
2: each other. And honestly, the patchwork system that we have is an accident and yeah. it's actually a series of accidents that some people benefit from and capitalize on. But this is never like, we're going to be America and this is how our healthcare system should work based on our individualistic properties, right? right? I mean, that doesn't even... It's an accident. It's a terrible, terrible accident.
3: Yeah. I got another one. All right, here we go. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, I've heard uh, horror stories about long lines in Canada. I knew you were going to say that. You (laughs)
2: did? Yeah. Okay. It's always Canada, too. Yeah, well, right. It's like, yeah. Okay. There, are, there are neighbors All right. to the north. <laughs> so the health disparities in this country make it clear that it's a problem in this country that people can't access care. I mean, some people can pretend that you can go to the emergency room and get everything fixed. Uh, that's not true. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's not true. And so we already have waiting lists here. We have people dying because they can't get care. We have people going downhill quickly because they've gone bankrupt and they can't provide for their families anymore. The destruction is here. And the idea of long lines in Canada have been something that's been pushed by U.S. insurance companies since the 1990s when I was working around this the first time and probably earlier than that. Um, actually in Canada, really interesting. So that is also a single payer system. Um, you can go online on a website and find out exactly what the wait time is for any procedure that's going to happen that you need to have happen. Like Mm -hmm. you can look up an MRI in Ontario and find out what the average wait time is. That's transparency. Nobody's keeping track of the wait time in the United States. Right. Nobody's advertising those wait times. When you call and you need to get specialty care and they say, we can't get you in for four months, nobody's written that down. There's no 24-hour news channel pointing out the ways in which corporations are disappointing the American people. (laughs) True. (laughs) Like there is a 24-hour news channel trying to point out how it's all the government's fault. Right. So we have wait lists, The wait lists that we hear about in Canada are pretty much propaganda. No system is perfect. But in Canada, they actually set national goals every year for reducing wait times for critical care. Mm -hmm. And um, maybe it makes rich people uncomfortable that they can't just snap their fingers and get to the head of the line. I am willing, personally, to let them be uncomfortable with that. The, a system that covers everybody for everything this everybody the same mm-hmm. for everything means that when there's a problem in the system people from pittsburgh are going to start barking right suddenly they're going to become our advocates they're going to get they're going to make sure that the system gets fixed and they're in the position of power to do that right right i mean we can all do it i encourage us all to start barking, right? but there's a level of accountability when you provide something to everybody mm-hmm. that everybody has a vested interest in, and suddenly the people who are used to having the levers of power are suddenly in a position where they have to advocate for all of us. right? I kind of like that piece.
1: Yeah, uh, that's (laughs) that's an interesting side of it. Mm -hmm. Um, What about, so some people say that it restricts choice and options. That
2: is a myth. Yes. (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) I like the topic of healthcare (laughs) because it is actually one place where everything that capitalism promises, it fails to deliver, Mm -hmm. right? So uh, competition is supposed to give you Cheaper prices and better whatever. Um, And actually in healthcare, it's been the opposite. Hmm. So having multiple insurance companies out there, costs are only going up. And Mm -hmm. your choices, like you're supposed to have free choice and your choices are actually limited by capitalism because you have to go in-network. It's right. not really a true choice if you can't afford to go out. Like tip, yeah, Yes, you could go out of network. You could be like the Harvard economist that I mentioned last week who chose the wrong health plan and was suddenly told that just for her surgeon it would be $20,000 because right. he's out of network. That's not a real choice. That's mm-hmm. a, that's not, it's not, we're not buying cereal. Um, another area where the, it fails in the capitalist model is that you, it's not buying, everybody says, it's not buying a TV set. Right, you don't know what care you're going to need, and you don't get to compare prices before you buy it. Right, and you don't get to not buy it. You can't not buy it. Yeah, that's not. We're not looking at a ser- We're not twenty dollars looking at the cereal aisle. So we're actually running out of time. We could talk about. Th- I obviously I could talk about this for another month. Yeah, but um, it is one of the th- things that's on the table, and it's actually really on the table in New York State. So it has passed the Assembly three years in a row, Mm -hmm. and it is one state senator shy of having a majority support in the state Senate. So there are some local organizations who are advocating for New York Health Act, um, Metro Justice, Rochester DSA. Um, Physicians for National Health Plan, the Finger Lakes chapter here, Rock Citizen. There are a number of people who've signed on. Mm-hmm. There are small businesses who've signed on to a small business endorsement. There are faith leaders locally who have signed on to New York Health Act because it is, from their perspective, a moral choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we will put a few links in the show notes. Um, but really, you can, just, you can Google the New York Health Act, and you'll get a lot of information on it.
1: Okay. Well, I'm honestly feeling a little bit more hopeful than I was at the end of our last episode.
3: <laughs> okay, good. Same here. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Uh, I do want to mention before we wrap up that we have an RSS feed for the show now, so you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and on Stitcher and anywhere else that you like to get your podcasts from. All right, great. Thanks, y'all. Thanks, Bye. guys. Bye.